So today's topic is uh, karma, and uh, it's, it can be a very large topic. Several things it doesn't mean, which we can think it means. We can assume it means a kind of destiny, like a predetermined destiny, something one's you know inevitably bound to. I've inherited this bad karma. It doesn't mean that. At least the way the Buddha used it. And it was one of his, his big second realization on his night of awakening was the true nature of karma. Karma literally means something like action. So it's the action, a particular action. But it, the general term also includes vipaka, which means vipaka means consequence. Action, result. Karma, vipaka. Action, karma, result, vipaka. Sometimes vipaka is called old karma. So as you act decisively with intention, that is a determined engagement with your action. It's not a casual, it's a determined engagement with it. Whether that's confused or um, even somebody else tells you to do it and you decide to do it, right? Um, then it's still your, your engagement, that moment you switch on and you send energy into that particular topic, karma is ignited. So there's an action and result. And we can look at that as something like uh, various analogies you can use for that, something like an electric current. You switch it on, boom, the current runs down the line, you can get it, something lights up, lighting up, we parker. Um, and so this karma is considered under four headings as bright karma. Actions that you do, and actions can mean bodily actions, speech actions, which includes thought, or mental actions, which is to do with emotion or inclination. But fundamentally, the most significant one is mental action because that's what drives the others. We speak because our mind turns that way. We act because our mind goes that way. So therefore, mental karma is the source of it all. And as I said, there are four kinds of action. There's bright action, dark action, um, mixed bright and dark, and a fourth action called karma that leads to the end of karma. Actions that help to get you get the mind out of this uh, to and fro of karma vipaka. Right now, karma karma vipaka is not good news in itself because of what it does. It means you are constantly looped in to cause and effect. And the Buddha, as he reviewed this, says, well, I'm, as I'm continually in this, even as I go on from life to life, from life to life, continually in this process of acting and receiving results. Meanwhile, I have to go through seeing people I love die, feeling aging, sickness, birth, death, suffering, and so forth. This is not a good deal. How can I find a way out of this? Which the way out was his third realization, liberation. And this is particular actions that you can do to change or affect or interrupt that flow of mental activity so that there's a break and you can sense that, that openness, that break. Yeah. And you can, your mind or your heart can dwell in that, in that space where there's no cause and effect. And he called this the deathless. Um, so a couple of things there. One, bright karma. The point of this is that 
that um, why these terms are used rather than good and bad, these are not moral judgments, though you can make them moral judgments. These are energies that lead to particular felt consequences. Bright karma gives a sense of the heart is brightened, lifted, freed, released, eased up. Dark karma, it gets tangled, confused, congested, overwhelmed. Mingled, it gets some up and down. And liberation, it means that the electricity is switched off. It's very cool and peaceful. There's no volition. There's no momentum. Karma always has a kind of a momentum to it. So bright karma, essentially ethics. Ethics is the fundamental um, theme that runs within karma, the fundamental flavouring, you like. Uh, ethics, which means a sense of mutuality, uh, goodwill, morality, to others as to myself, so forth. Something that's got a, an ethical brightness to it. And clearly you can spend a lot of time considering what that is. But essentially it leads you to a place where there's no regret, no murkiness. You feel clean and straight. Uh, other kinds of bright karma, generosity. It's a lovely flowing quality, loving kindness. Obviously these are qualities that brighten the heart. So the Buddha said you do this a lot. Dark karma is exactly the opposite. Mixed is when you do things that are kind of, you know, good in some respects, but not entirely clear. Like maybe you you try to help somebody, but in doing that you accidentally, or you, you deliberately, in fact, um, push somebody else aside. So it's a bit of mixture. And karma that leads to the end of the karma, in a nutshell, is mind training. So mind training, and all counts, is the important kind of karma to engage in because that's mind training in terms of ethics and in terms of samadhi, where you begin to collect, gather, strengthen the qualities of mind so that it's got a power to it. It's not frayed. It's going one direction at a time. And panya, which is means you, you're able to discern clearly, is this bright, is this dark, where's this going, what's the result of that? Without this, how are you going to steer? So this is mind training. When we say mind, we've got another big topic there because in this sense, mind is both um, the organ of attention, that, that which surveys sights and sounds and touches and its, and its thoughts. It surveys them, it picks them up. And it's also heart. And it's, the, it's the organ that feels affected. Right? So you have the organ of attention, which surveys and picks things up, and the aspect, which is sensitivity, which feels the results of that. Now, the, the organ of attention we call manas, and I might call that mind organ, to be clear about it. Um, the other aspect, chitta, which I'll call heart, because that probably gives you a reasonable feeling for what I'm talking about. And so manas connects to the other senses, it supervises them, with something called manasikara, attention. That's a sight, that's a sound. And it picks that up and it, it translates that into something called a perception. Oh, that's one of those. That's a, you know, that's a bell, that's a cow, that's a tree. And then a jitter, oh yes, oh lovely, I like cows. Oh yes, I like trees or something like that, very simply speaking. From that effect, jitter, there comes a response. Give me one of those. Or I like to do that, or get rid of it. Yeah, a response. Come, there's your karma. And karma essentially stems from this quality of jitter that that runs out, which is called intention. 
Intention is not a deliberate plan. It's like an impulse that rises up, like the current switches on. Ah. Now, if somebody else tells you to do it, go and cut that tree down, and you still go, oh, yes, still that impulse to cut it down has arisen in your heart. So it's your karma to do it. It's her or his karma to tell you it in the first place, so you get two kinds of karma. You share it. So that's, that's essentially, that's the very simple model of it. Um, but the more intricate details of it are to do with liberation, which is that uh, this why that when the manas can survey any number of possible sights and sounds and thoughts and possibilities, does it pick that one? Why does it orient towards that? sound or that sight or that memory particularly why do I keep remembering that thing yeah. when it happened five years ago and it's still getting me bothered why do I read something in newspapers and I'm getting stirred up by it? and it's 5,000 miles away what's it going to do with me yeah. because Manas has the intention or the inclination of the, of the chitta sends it out to see things that the chitta is concerned with yeah. So attention is not a neutral act. Attention is already steered by the underlying inclinations of the chitta. I'm a fruit merchant, so I see all the fruit on the trees. I'm a botanist, so I see the leaves. I'm a forester, I see how much wet it's going to grow. I'm a timber merchant, I see how thick the wood is. Yeah? So the underlying inclination of the chitta directs attention to pick up certain things that will stimulate it. Therefore, you get this feedback loop. What you seek, you get the results of, and you act upon that. This builds up a certain continuity to the feedback loop, right? So we're always acting in terms of our habits or habituated attention. And the result of that, as you continue acting that way, is a certain continuity is built up because we're rehearsing the same sort of processes that continuity, right, the ongoing continuity gives rise to the sense, this is me. This is what I am. Because I'm always doing this. Here I am again. Yeah. That, happened to, that happened to me five years ago. I'm the same person because here it is again. So that five years ago me is the same as this one here. Because that memory is happening again. So... This process of being affected and remembering those effects and keeping re-engaging with them gives rise to the sense of a continuing self. Yeah. Um, and the Buddha saw that as a problem um, because he said, if I'm continuing in this, I'm going to continue getting affected by this and that and the other, you know, and, and what happens? I get stirred up, I get annoyed, I get disappointed, I get excited, I get happy, I get sad, and then there's another lifetime gone, and we go through the whole thing again. Even if it's good, let alone if it's bad. <laughs> so, so, there must be a way to get out of this. And this is what mind training is about. And essentially the mind training of, of release is to do with the intention, because it always comes down to intention, Chetana to first of all just to disengage. I'm getting affected, don't act upon it right now, moderate that, what's happening. 
and you begin to then notice these are the kind of things I'd see these are the kind of things that bother me hmm what do I do about that I need to apply some kind of response to that place which is highly sensitive maybe I need to be more dispassionate towards it maybe it's a really deep feeling of guilt or grudge I need to develop some compassion towards that maybe it's a feeling of having been uh, assaulted 10 years ago I need to develop a lot of safety in my in my felt sense in my heart to be able to be with that because it keeps winding me up again and again and again so this then is the process of mind cultivation where you're deliberately um, establishing your refuge in good karma and in skills such as mindfulness and attention and calming and loving kindness so that you can apply that to the old karma that we park which keeps welling up the old karma in the mind is all these buttons we might say all these flashpoints that our attention actually seeks and that's that's the that's the strange and sobering thing we're like wounds looking for arrows to fill them um you know so because that's what we're interested in we're not interested in in a kind of intellectual way we are activated by that so therefore we're on alert for the threatening person or you know and so forth therefore we see it we pick the elements in other people that will give us rise to that particular thing because there is an ongoing persuasion within all this karma process let me be continuing so i seek the familiar patterns that will keep the sense of me continuing even if it's not a very good sense <laughs> this is called bhava becoming it means let me be continuing even if it's not very good because the chitta seeks some solidification uh, therefore quite a lot of practice is needed in order to find look you can feel safe and secure without having to be yourself uh, and in meditation we're very much encouraging awareness of the places where the mind relaxes or stops or is not getting activated and lingering in that so you get some reference point to a place in your awareness which is not yourself your person your activated place and that's part of training so this involves inquiry and uh, attention and a lot of patience because some things when you touch them they're so you're so reactive to them you just get immediately get sucked in so we have to be aware of the process of how we deal with this and in essence um, it's about first of all establishing bright karma bright karma gives an energy and a result that solidifies and nourishes the mind now bright karma is obviously things we do it's also what we don't do so one source of bright karma is just to not do dark karma <laughs> you know, to refrain from <laughs> is considered good <laughs> so you know you can think oh today i didn't do very much you know what am i really wasting my time I can't well, look look at the amount of damage you didn't do the killing the stealing the lying that you could have done that people do human beings that you didn't do it can you go to that place where you are not activated that's probably at least as good as looking at the places where you feel you're doing good look at the places where you're not doing harm that is essentially the priority 
If you look in the precepts, it's always the not doing of this, the not doing of that, the not doing of the not creating this, the not creating that. It sounds kind of negative, but it's actually more practical. You can do it. I mean, I can't come up with brilliant thoughts, but I can stop swearing at my neighbour. <laughs> you know, it's just manageable. And if I linger in that quality, that sense of, well, he's the way he is. He's not, I'm not going to get wound up about that. That's incredibly powerful. Because that's what we're looking for, to, to switch off the currents where we could get really activated. Okay. Um, so this ending of activations is called the ending of karma. And the beauty of it is that even if this manas aspect of mind is no longer looking for anything, the citta now is not affected by anything, not responding to anything, and this is called liberation. It doesn't mean there's nothing, it just means there's no thing. <laughs> and the Buddha said this is called liberation of the citta through not establishing itself on anything. And that's uh, a way of expressing the ending of karma and the realization of the deathless. Okay, that's the synopsis. So thank you very much. I hope some of that's meaningful and perhaps more will come out of our, our dialogue together. But that's enough uh, as an overview for now. Thank you.